So we've been uh, having these last couple days a conversation. And this is one of the last, at least for now, on on black farming. Yeah, well, this is the last of Mr. Slade for now. Um, and today our, our focus was centered around thought and idea and really honing in, if you please, on uh, the ideology around African-American people in farming, African-American people in land, African-American people in business. And uh, that that's, I, I think, the centerpiece of this conversation that if you get lost in the sauce, that I hope that you take away from it. All right. So if you will allow me to have a little bit, a few moments of your time, shout out to you on behalf of wherever you're listening to this, particularly on the Spotify, uh, go ahead and share. You know, sharing is caring. All right. Thank you for going ahead. Go if you could just right now, just slide into someone's DMs. Make sure it's consensual now. Send them a text message. Make sure they actually want to be bothered with you. Because if they haven't responded to you in the last three days, then probably don't send them anything. They they're either busy or they're just not interested in you, and that's fine. Seven point nine billion people on the planet. You can go find somebody else. But slide into somebody's DMs. Send them a text. Uh, let them, uh, you know, just shoot them this link, Spotify, uh, put it on you, your socials. You know, they can click your stories or whatever and, and you know, just get it right there. And uh, I, we want everybody to hear this, particularly if you black. All right. So go ahead and do that while we, uh, as we, as I like to say, get to it, yeah, too, yeah. if you please. Yeah. Shorty loves it, yeah. Loves that I'm a dog. They don't want it, yeah. They scared of what I know. Told you the budget, yeah. I gotta get my own. Shout out my bros, this right here deserves a toast. Yeah. So, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Just because I wanna be chatting right now. Right, that's fine. Yeah. Because they wanna talk business, they wanna talk about it. Oh, oh. They boring people. Oh, low. <laughs> no. So I think that one question that would pop up in someone's mind, especially around our cousins, you know, the people that share this color. Right. When you say uh, you have a lot of land and they're not doing anything with, most folks will ask, well, why don't you just get rid of it? You paying taxes on it, and why are you keeping all that land you ain't doing nothing with? That's a stupid idea. Right. That, that's that's how that's how our, our cousins, they don't got no sense. Oh, oh yeah. Well, the first thing is, you know, I just sold it some of the timber off of that but uh the reason i wasn't doing anything with it at first is because i owned slade's park and slade's park was an atv park and i had 12 acre, 12 miles of trails that went through this farm and some of those trails are right out here in this field but we've since closed slade's park because of liability reasons now i do have this land that i can do something with hmm. but the other reason i won't get rid of it is because they're not making any more of it so if I sell it and take this legacy from my children, I, I feel like I'm doing them a disservice. Yeah, and for those people that are going to say, yeah, but why don't you live in the moment? I am. I'm not rich or anything like this, but I have everything I want. I got a fancy car, a house good enough for me. We go on four or five vacations a year, you know. My wife just came back from Las Vegas seeing uh, Bruno Mars. 
we're getting ready to go to Jamaica. Um, not Montego Bay, it's another one. We, and then after that, we're going to Las Vegas to take our granddaughter to spend some time with her uncle. You gonna see the sphere out there? The big old video board they got out there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, we have a, a great life, a good time, and I'm doing what I want to do. I think Judge never heard me say it before. I'll die right here on this farm. And if I'm out here doing something I want to do, just say he well, went. We already know we're going to put you. So left that's here happy. Right. That's right. That's right up, put there. You right, yeah. right up there. Yeah. We have a mom and dad and Uncle Morris, my yeah. brother and sister. Yep. That's what well, you we... got a cemetery on your land. You, you got money. I don't care what they tell you. No, well, see. Uh, Maybe I just come from the city. We can't even get a. Oh, you know, I sold. Uh, where we were sitting, you know, we started the interview. Yeah. Right back behind me, that's the new cemetery that the church, my church, bought from me. Now, <laughs> that's a story within itself. They went, the church came to me and said, uh, we'd like to buy that land from you. I'm like, okay, I'm going to see if I can't give it to you. But at the time, I had a mortgage on it. So I went to my banker. And I said, I want you to cut that slice off. I want to give it to my church. That's where my parents went. My daddy, my granddaddy. You know, that's where they went. He said, I can't let you do that. I'm like, why? It's my land. He said, but I hold a deed. I hold a deed of trust to it. And I'm going to do something for you that's going to help you in the long run. And you can make me the bad guy. So what we're going to do, instead of giving the land to the church, we're going to sell it to them at 50% value. And that particular year, I was running short on my payment, and that money came in to make my payment. So that banker helped me out a lot, you know, which I thought he was being mean. But, you know, it's the first time I'm saying this to anybody. But, you know, that, that one thing, you know, helped me a lot. So, but then, you know, we, we, we put the cemetery in, and it's uh, got a lot of space out there for growth, fortunately or unfortunately, however you put it in in the cemetery, you know, hmm. business. But, I was about uh, to say, there's one thing I can't talk to you, not about a cemetery plot. So I don't yeah. know if I want to die tomorrow. Yeah. I, I right. work with him, I might, but, you know, that. that. Yeah. Well, see, one of my buddies that helped me on, uh, his name is Ernest Poole. We call him Dr. Poole. He is, you know, that funeral home on the right, that's Poole's funeral home, the, the, the oldest black business in the county. It was started by his granddad, old man Baines Poole. He still has the old horse-drawn hearse. Oh, the caisson. With all the glasses around yeah. it and, and everything. Aww. Yeah, yeah. And he has the same, you know, because he digs all the graves for most of the black churches in Syria, Sussex, Prince George County. And he has a thing. I said, man, you got to go again. He said, yeah. She died to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he is. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, look, look they're dying to get in there, so I'm going to. I'm gonna help them on their way. Mm -hmm. I got to make that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what he. Did. That's a good tagline. We ought to go in the funeral business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I come yeah. from North. They died to get about in. Going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. we just service you because you died to get in. Yeah. <laughs> so, but to still answer your question more, they were talking about growth out here, and selling land to people that want to build a neighborhood or a house. I don't want neighbors around me like that. So now what do I do? What I got to do now is I'm thinking about if the growth keeps coming, I'll put 100 campsites out there. But if I sell it, I can't afford to buy it back. 
once you let it go, it is gone. gone. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've been offered $6 million for this place. It wasn't that hard to turn down. And it's because I ain't rich, but I've always had what I needed mm -hmm. and most of what I wanted. And this is the way I looked at it. For anybody out there listening, I got enough land and I'm approved for 90 campsites right here on this farm, right back there. All right, let's say we put in 100 just for the sake of making the math easy. And let's say I rent the sites for $100, I mean, yeah, $1,000 a month. Let's claim 50% occupancy. That's a half million dollars a year. Well, if I do that for 12 years, I got my six million and I got my lane. So I will never sell any land. I'm gonna create income opportunities from this land. If you think, you know, if I sell it to somebody, the person that's gonna buy it, like you said, they're not gonna look like me mm. or us. He gave me grief because the intro to this segment was Negroes in the Field. Right. I, I did, the, that was the intro to this. Okay. He ain't like it. Okay. And the girl, a young lady was in there, basically said the same thing that we said in that video. Slave, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, so I, I feel justified for my decision. Yeah. So I just want to say live, don't, 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 don't question my creativity no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, look, and, and, and it's a good way to be. It's, it's easier for people of color to go out and work in their own field. Uh-huh. But it's a stereotype for you to work for the white man, do, but doing the same thing. Right. You know? And then, you know, we got an elephant in the room that we talk about all the time. Judge and I have talked about it. You know, we got all this kind of stuff. I'm a, a, a black landowner slash farmer, but I got a white guy that's my right-hand man. Let me address that on the record. I've had two or three other people of color that didn't work out. And the reason they didn't work out all of them tried to count my money. Let me give you a prime example. I'll sell $10,000 worth of sweet potato plants one day, and they know I did. And then they'll, and I'll pay them off, and they'll go out in the community. I don't know what in the hell that man thinking. Worked the hell out of us like that and uh, for $10 an hour. And he sold $10,000 worth of sweet potato plants. What kind of shit is that? But they weren't with me when I went and paid $12,000 a year in property taxes. Or I had to have an engine rebuilt on one of these tractors that was $4,200. Or when I have to pay my insurance and all the other things that I have to pay as a result of making this money on this farm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody that, was, that worked with me, like Robert, they left on their own. I did not fire one of them. Most of them was that. The other reason was they didn't have the same value system I had, so they couldn't represent me out in the public. You know, you come up here. This, as far as I'm concerned, it's my house and it's my farm, but it's still a public place because I'm open to the public to do business. Mm. I don't need people over there, and I tell them all the time, you know, when Steve Harvey had that morning show and all that kind of stuff, who most of my customers? They're white. 
It's a tough thing to say, you all. But I wouldn't be sitting here if I was depending on income from black folk. Amen to that. It's, it's the truth. Amen to it that. It is the truth. When we were selling produce, my wife and I selling produce, Judge never heard me say that story before. This is my booth here. Let's pretend you white. The people park and come through here like this. If you black, let me tell you what you do. You look at you. You never make eye contact with me. Never. You walk to the end of the market. You turn around and you come back. When you come back this way, your head's fixed this way again. White folk come in, come straight to me and buy. So I want to tell you a funny story. Go ahead. If I can. Yeah. How I met her. Now look, I, I want to continue this whenever I know y'all got to go. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, but uh, I got plenty of time. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to. Do. Uh, no, but it, it, it was in speaking to that because I was introduced to her, and we went to Panera Bread to meet each other, uh -huh. and I was looking for a white woman. Okay. And yeah. So I was calling around, and she was literally standing next to me, uh -huh. and she answered the phone. That was like 30 minutes of the conversation about shock that she won't white. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. And and that's where that 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 whole thing. And it's not it's not to be it's not to to be sassy to him as you like to say but but uh that negroes in the field piece when i did it and and he he tell me i can't apologize or don't defend it but it was something that i questioned before i pushed sin mm -hmm. was yeah. that the right was that the right call to make uh, to, to tell that story that way and to hear what you're saying to hear what the young lady is saying all of it has piled on yeah. to prove that was the right call to make. Sure, I, I, I don't have a problem with it one way or the other because it's, it's like, okay, I, I want to be that example to show other people of color that you can do this. But mm -hmm. I got to say it. I got to say it. You, you know, uh, my race of people won't like it. But if you think you're going to make your money, but black folk, you're going to starve to death. <laughs> Amen to that. You're going to starve to death. You know? Um, <laughs> but of those liberal white people that like to help black folk, mm -hmm. that's how I made my money. Mm. And even the white owners, they would come to me after the farmer's market was over and say, hi in the world. You kept a line the whole three hours. And I sat over there and watched you. And I could just tell from what you charging for stuff, your average sale was $45. I had more customers than you, which were black, but my average sale was $7. My economic professor in college, he was a white man. Mm -hmm. And he said, what's wrong with you? I was doing something. And he said, you ain't doing it right. And I said, I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. He said, Obama just got elected and the white people lost their head and the other ones are scared to death. Play on their guilt and watch you make some money. Right. And I went, huh? <laughs> he said, use their guilt to their advantage. Yeah, yeah. It's... And and he went out and he taught all the young, and he built young entrepreneurs because he said, you want to offset what you see on that TV? help these young black entrepreneurs. Right, right. And he turned it to their 
to their advantage and that's basically what you are you are saying in some cases how you that 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 is the way to oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we did that and we would still be doing it right now but because of our age and health reasons that concrete just finally got to us you mm -hmm. know and back and lifting mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff i've had two back surgeries got drop foot and all those types of things so we had to come up with a better way to make money and that was growing these seeds and transplants and going to social media you know with a website mm -hmm. and a lot of people until they meet me thought i was white you know, there's no black man supposed to have no 515 acres of land. I told you, I thought that was a white woman. Yeah, so. Black um, people don't farm. Yeah. That, and that was the whole point of that that, that yeah. thing, because my, my great-grandfather, I asked you about him. Uh-huh. His, the Welches came from out the, the fields. Yeah. The problem was my great-grand, no, I don't know who she is. Great-great, I guess. When you start getting up there, I can't keep I'm telling you, you lose track of the yeah, greats. Yeah, yeah but uh, her name was Mamie. You ever call my grandma Mamie, she'll blow a gasket. Okay. She said, my name is Elizabeth. Don't call me Mamie. She can't stand her. Oh, Lord. Because she said, your great-great-grandma was a snob. But her vision was, and this is where the idea came from, because my great-grandfather went on to be one of the the most successful black businessmen in Norfolk. Okay. The reason why, because the grandmama didn't want him in the field. Right, okay. And she instilled in into the family that if you was in field, you was a dumb slave hand. That's right. And so when he asked me to come down, that's what triggered my mind. Mm -hmm. That when he said, we want to tell the story of black farmers is to start with correcting what great grandmama got wrong. Yeah. And, and and say that that the, the, her vision and what was in my brain and what I had known was all wrong. And that's where I started this conversation. And that's how I have watched it in our time together now, just in this few moments, how it has, has progressed to prove the argument that I was trying to pitch. That that idea of just because you do farm work doesn't mean that you are less than or no, and to me, you know, uh, to be a well-rounded agriculture person, you need to know all facets of it, uh -huh. you know. Uh, I don't care if you're in ag lending. You know, you come out here and work three or four days volunteering, and then you know how that farmer feels when he's standing before you Absolutely. to ask for a loan. And then you, because, you know, in this business, and, I, you know, I always make the reference to land. Be careful what you ask for because you might get it. And I say that to most uh, people of color because you can go to the bank and say I applied for a loan and they wouldn't give it to me because I was black. Well, then you file an appeal and you get it. Now you got the money, hundred thousand. So now you made that lending institution mad because they didn't want you to have it to start with. They waiting for you to slip up and fail, and if you don't have some good backing, you will. Then they're going to take the land and sell it right out from under you. House and all. And I've had that to happen to me right here in Surrey County. So I've felt the, you know, I've seen it. And, and that, that anguish is, is terrible. The wife passed out in the courthouse square. It's a deacon at my church, at first at uh, Mount Nebo Baptist Church. 
she passed out. And what she didn't know, and Deacon Butler didn't know, was that a few people within the church had a late night church meeting and said, we're going to buy that farm. The church board. And let them stay in that house for life. But all churches don't think like that. And uh, I'll never forget Reverend Baltimore. He used to live over in Portsmouth. He said, we went back and looked at the record books. Deacon Chris Butler gave I don't know how many thousands of dollars to this church back in the day when a thousand dollars meant something. And even though we bought it, all we did is kind of like give back what he already put in the church. And then what they did, they sold lots to church members. It's beautiful down there. It's called College Run. Uh, like if you're going to Syria, you know, it's yeah. down on the right, but it's it's all... Uh, There's a community down there. Yeah, yeah. My cousin Glenn, he farmed some of the land. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mm, yeah. But look, Sis Lucy, when she woke up, she like, Willie, where we got the move? Her husband. Willie said, baby, we ain't got to go nowhere. They want a dry eye on that courthouse ground. You know? But that I don't ever want to have to go through that again in my life. This man grew up on that farm, put all of his sweat equity into it and everything else. And, you know, you banked on some decisions and it's raining, and, you know, you got to have this rain and all that kind of stuff. It don't take but one bad mistake and you out there, you know. So I tell people all the time, you got to know how you're going to pay for it. You can lie on your application and say, yep, I'm going on Mr. Slade's 43,560, and he says I can do a dollar square foot. I did say it, but I said I'm doing a dollar square foot. What have you done for your marketing? You can't jump out there and plant an acre of sweet potatoes like I am and think you're going to get the same money I got because I've been doing it now for 30 years. I got my own customer base. Now, you could hurt my business, and that's what a lot of black folk do. Try to steal what you got. Oh, no, they'll sell it for 50, 50 cents on a the dollar. They watch what I do. And yeah, then they Sam, try to do it. Yeah, well, you know. I ain't going to say who Sam's last name is, Walton, but they're saying Walton. Yeah, but I mean, look, it's just how I go. Yeah. And uh, like me and Glenn, we, we, two brothers' children. And they operated the Slade Brothers. When we were growing up, if, you know, we were big time. We had land in two counties, all the white and Surrey. Trucks, tractors, all kinds of stuff. But as we got older, you know, in, in the Slade Brothers Corporation, there were five boys. Me and my brother, Jimmy and Gerald and Glenn. And my Uncle Russell said, you know what? These boys getting older and we doing great because we only have to split the profit three ways. If we let them come on to Slade Brothers as we know it, we're going to suck high intent trying to sit, uh, divide it by eight. We're not making that much money. So that's when each brother separated and got their own farm. 
Yeah. My, my, cause I don't want to hold them up. I almost should have brought my own junk. Let them go about their business. Well, you know where I live. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh-huh. Man, we, 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 we sit down and talk. Leave we them come on back, yeah. Because yeah. I know they got that stuff to do. I'm not rushing you, because I know they're trying to get set up for your farmer's market, right? Yes, sir. Well, yeah. you you asked me to come down and do this. Whenever you need, you know where to find me. I do, yeah, yeah. And uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll be talking to you. Come back, because, see, i got to have surgery on my eye. About, like, the 20-something month, but... Uh, and what they found out, they say that uh, they give me hope because they said, we can fix your eye. You haven't lost the vision. Your capacity to see is there. But what has happened is we had you on so many drops, it has worn away at the corner of your t- tissue of your eye. Wow. And, you know, I guess in this society we're in, we could probably sue or something. But I'm taking four drops in my left eye that I'm not taking in my right eye. Somebody should have caught that, you know. I, yeah, because I, I I've been down that road when I had um, yeah. um, glaucoma surgery. They actually basically removed they they actually removed the the the, the shaded yeah cornea the cataracts. And, the cataracts and they put a lens in your eye. Yeah. Now, one thing they didn't tell me was um, you can pot- potentially get floaters later on, which would impair your vision. But it'd be more no, no more than you know residual right. blood, you know. Right. But they put the the drops to reduce the pressure in your eyes. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all it should have been. But see, now they have a stent they put in. They can do that, too. They, they put it in the I, right I eye. I got them right eye. It's called a Zelgen stent. Yeah, I, I have that. And as thing. a result of that, you can get off of most of the, the eye drops that are wearing away on the tissue of your eye. Mm-hmm. So, so I've got to go to the glaucoma specialist that's going to put in the Zelgen stent. But she said, I want you to see the cornea specialist first. And the cornea specialist is going to trump which order we go in. Mm. If he says, no, we need to have, we need to put this cornea transplant in first, which is that's somebody we got to get from somebody that was living. That's an organ donor. You know, mm-hmm. now I've had a partial cornea. And uh, so when we get that, we, so I got two surgeries that I have to undergo in the next, I don't know how long, but I can do one and then probably when I fully heal from that I'll do the other what I don't know is now which one they're gonna choose first you know but the she looked at it, he said you know what your peripheral vision in your left eye is better than your right eye but you see better out your right eye so we it, when we when we correct this you know you you don't have a lot of lost vision in your left eye we just need to fix it you know so that's that's where I am with that and so I say we're going to Jamaica. It's, I think we're going to have the surgery in about a week to 10 days we're supposed to be going. Mm. So if the doctors say I can go, we'll go. If not, that's one I'm going to miss. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know whether the pressure, she said definitely no swimming and stooping and stuff like that. But mm. as long as the pressure from the flight don't hurt me, I want to go. Cause, well, uh, you, I didn't answer my question. You asked all of them uh-huh. when you asked the question. Yeah. And I didn't answer because he felt like I wasn't important. Oh shoot! <laughs> but uh, I am I am fascinated by your level of knowledge. I think well, the world you. is fascinated by it. Yeah. You took some young ladies in there that that, that anybody else they probably would have shooed away, but uh, you were able to educate them. Try. Yeah. And and I and I, and I think that uh, that would happen over there is something that. Uh, 
should be done more often. Yeah, well, I look, I'm here, and that's what I'm gonna do. And if my my equipment can support you. Oh yeah, you look. Know, see, and uh, like we, we we were talking about, you know, having a sign-in roster or whatever. I'm not trying to brag about it or anything, but I want to look at it and say, you know, without volunteers, I did this. With volunteers, I did this. Yeah. So it's a two-way street. You know, I don't mind sitting down talking to volunteers or giving a class or anything else. Mm-hmm. You're going to come out there and it's 10 of y'all and y'all going to work 40 hours collectively in that morning. You know, each one is going to do uh, four hours. That's a week's pay that I don't have to pay somebody mm-hmm. and get my work done. But in the meantime, they're gaining knowledge too, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's several things that you can do out here to make money, and I can't do them all good. Mm-mm. And I try to save those for the, those people that I know are serious. And I'll give you a prime example for one right now. And I think it's more money than I ever made in my life. But I'm just not going to drop what I'm doing to go into it. And that's onion transplant. Hmm. You know? Uh, if you don't believe, you look at uh, Google Dixondale Farms or Brown's, I think it's Brown's Onion Farm or something like that. And see what they charge for onion transplant. Unbelievable. Hmm. And I mean, shoot, you could have 10,000 transplants growing on this tabletop. And you're going to sell them for, oh, Lord. Um, I think if you buy over 10,000, it's $70 a thousand. So we're looking at $7,000 right off this tabletop hmm. that you can ship all over the United States. I need you to go into onion transplant. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you got to do it in the greenhouse. You, you got to have a hot tunnel greenhouse. So we got a female Eric out here as well. I want to be a comedian. Yeah. Look, I mean, hey. You brought me out here to do work. I'm doing my job. But I don't you know remember, what y'all doing. You know what I was telling you about that thing, and I'm really excited about that. Judge got some people that can help me with it. What we want to do. And I don't think it's been done inside of a high tone greenhouse. We want to put um, PEX pipe or like plumbing. We want to put water water pipe under the floor of that greenhouse. You know, just dig a trench like two mm-hmm. or three inches deep. And let's pretend that this is one of those beds. We got five beds in there. I want to take that red line, that hot water line, and go here and come up like this. And let it branch over here. Mm-hmm. And then the next bed, we do it again. And I want to keep that water temperature at 150 degrees while it circulates through that greenhouse after I bid my sweet potato plant. Yeah, a lot of people heat their homes like that. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, my issue is, you know, I left ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 on the table, maybe more, because I couldn't ship to Florida sooner. So, you know, they, they want their transplants in April. My transplants don't get ready till May. Hmm. So... You know, and, and if we had them, like this first year, like next March, like next April, I had those plants and be able to ship them. But if I can do it like that the next year, I can advertise that I can have plants ready for you. But I'm scared to do it this year because I haven't done it yet, you know. Hmm. So it's, it's things like that and new innovations that I want to bring to the farm. To As my dad used to say, son, you got to learn how to take a dollar and make it hollow. So that's what I'm trying from to what do. what I learned from you, you take a dollar and make it scream. And whatever I need to do, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's that's how I've, you know, always lived my life, and I always had some in reserve 
to do whatever I need to do, you know, because I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, look, you got a brother living in L.A. How are we going to spend down to our last dollar and somebody call you and tell you your brother just had a heart attack and they don't know how he's going to make it? Cliff Slade, I'm going to borrow no damn money to send you to Los Angeles because we got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let's go into the till and get it and send you on out there so you can be with your brother. That's how I live my life. You know, I want to make sure there's enough in reserve to do the things that we need to do. And whether I sold a sweet potato plant or not, all them vacations I planned, they all paid for. And they weren't dependent on whether I had a good year doing this, that, or the other. That's how I roll. Well, we're going to have to do this again. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you got more work for me to do somewhere down there. All the time. Well, see, we got to go and do some, get some footage going and, yeah. you know, some, some of the crops, like the elephant garlic that he passed around. Yeah. And there we got, you know, but see, there's no, no garlic growing now. We just got it up. We're going to be selling uh, the elephant garlic garden kits. I like, really lead, want you to get that. Okay. Yeah. One yeah. of the, you know, the last volunteer thing we had up here? Yeah. And the, the, the one brother that sat there where Renee sat, and he said, he said, I just, I could just listen to you talk all day, but do you have any advice for me as a young person trying to get started in this business? I said, what is the business? He said, well, doing photography work and everything like that. Let me think. Then without, almost without a pause, I said, well, the first thing you can do is represent you, your family, and your university well. By that I mean, if you tell somebody you're going to get there at 10 o'clock, be there. I'm assuming he didn't show up on time. No, he did. <laughs> oh, okay. No, he did. But I'm just, you know, he asked me about, you know, words of wisdom. I said, look, one of the things you want to do, your parents are proud of you, I'm sure. Keep it that way. You know, you can go out here and get hung up with the wrong. He looked like he was, what, 30? Probably. 25? Yeah, he was young. Young, yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. And that's how, you know, I've always lived my life that way. You know, my children, they, they uh, told me after I, they got grown. They're like, Daddy, we loved it when you came to school to pick us up. I'm like, you did? Yeah. He's like, look, there go my daddy. Look at it. Yeah, I had my little sport coat on, my shoes shine and stuff like that. He said, look, we had the best dad in the world. You know, the other kids told me, Lord have mercy. Ain't that your daddy? Why you had to say that? We were, we were proud of our daddy which made me feel good, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying about representing. You know, you got to represent. I try to represent the Slade family, you know, my church, my school. That's why I keep this hat on, you know. They do a lot of things that I wish they didn't do. <laughs> but they helped me along the way a lot, you know. Well, I got a lot to go home and we can think about what we're going to talk about next. Now, now I got ideas what we can talk about. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't have a clue coming out here first. We had to figure it out. Yeah. See, we uh, I use this saying that we're building this plane as we fly. Yeah. So uh, my cousin came. We were talking this morning. Just to show you how brothers of two children talk, I asked him to seek his advice about uh, uh, infrastructure improvement I'm getting ready to make. You see those, that's, those posts over there? Uh-huh. My daddy wanted that to be a shop that we could work on dump trucks in and stuff like that. And Glenn said, cuz, you know, 
I've been thinking about what you said about that bomb. He said, I'd call Dr. Poole and pull all that shit up and get it out the way and put them two tobacco houses. Neither got two tobacco houses. Mm. And I'm going to get two because they hold sweet potatoes perfect. Oh, okay. Temperature I want. And then the other thing is, as soon as I get the sweet potatoes out, I can put the elephant garlic in there. But I'm going to have two, two barns, one here and one here. It's going to be 20 feet apart between them, and we're going to put a roof over top of all of it. Which, if I was going to build a barn like that, 30 by 40, Lord have mercy, it would, it would cost me forty, fifty thousand dollars The way I'm going to do it, I can get two tobacco barns for $1,000 a piece. Cost me twelve hundred dollars a piece to move. So for five thousand dollars, you know, we're gonna put that those two barns up, and they run by propane, electric, whatever. So we got no one that's going up. That's 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 nice footage right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, it, it won't be long. Uh, oh, and just to talk about representing and things like that, y'all know y'all met Nita, right? Mm-hmm. You, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm on my way. Might hit the club and I might stay, yeah Little chicken on my brain